Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 30th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, we made it. We made it. We're here. We're stumbling to the finish. What a couple weeks. I, I'm so ready for a normal golf season where quarter four is a sleepy little relaxation time of, of two hours a week of podcasts and and not... <laughs> Not like six hours of uh, research plus four hours of recording a week. Yeah, not to do the woe is me, woe is us thing, but Q four was a was a was a was a lot this year, and you know, whatever it, it was for the best. At least we got two majors. You know, we weren't expecting two majors, um, and the year in review has been a blast. But it's uh, been a long couple of weeks. We're ready to get into the uh, Hawaii swing. I was thinking last night. I was pretty, I got pretty down that Ricky didn't make it to Kapalua because uh, we're not going to have any activation on that from Puma. They may still yeah. somehow crowbar their way, you know, figure out how to do some Hawaii outfit. Um, I could see him just being there. <clears throat> just as part of routine, I'm going to come vacation. I'm going to congratulate the winner, you know, do a photo shoot and whatever, you know, tropical uh, Hawaiian gear they have worked up for him from Puma. So- Split a house with JT, you know? That could be. That could be. I don't think he's there, right? I mean, top 30 get in. He wasn't top. Did he make it to Atlanta? I don't think no. he did. No. Uh, <laughs> he's outside right. the top 50 in the world. All right. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, first off, though, just want to say thank you for a great year. This will be our last podcast of 2020. This part four will get us through the tour championship, through the season through the entire season. There were, of course, two major championships after that season, but we figured maybe maybe you'll get a bonus one on Monday. Maybe not. We're talking our way through and out of that, probably. Um, but the typical year interview goes up through Labor Day, through the Tour Championship. That's what this one will do. Maybe we'll toss in just a U.S. Open look back on uh, Monday. For the Masters, we did like eight episodes on the Masters, and it was only like a month ago. So I uh, feel like it would be a little silly to, to go back into that in detail. But uh, this is the tradition of how we do this year interview through the season. This season was goofy, and uh, you know we won't have a Masters look back. But you, you, know, got, you got a lot year, of people, hours of People are going to be saying that we have to start at the beginning of the season. That's the problem. Is we might I just know. be screwing our future selves over. We always do miss a few things in that Q4 when we do this, you know, military tributes, the Greenbrier stuff, but you know, that's we, no more. You know? I know. RIP. Um, so anyways, this is what this episode will be PGA and through the playoffs, little Wyndham in there. Um, and then maybe we'll be back on Monday, but this is the last podcast for sure of 2020. So we want to say thank you. Thank you for your patronage. Thank you for your feedback. Um, you know, this is, a golf podcast, you know, largely revolves around nominally a golf podcast. Sometimes it's a lot of other things. Um, but once golf went away, we were like, oh, shit, 
well, what are we going to do? We did the shit spotlights. Obviously, it's a podcast that we uh, anecdotally became more of a part of people's commutes. And commutes went away. They're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Um, but you guys really kind of hung in there with us. And uh, it, it seems to be the community seems stronger and as vibrant and enjoyable as ever. And um, numbers aside, we don't, I don't know, we don't really pay too close attention to those. But, um, and we're horrible at getting back to the messages, DMs, emails, whatever. Both you and I are bad at this, right? Um, horrible. But, but I will say we do see almost all of them and we read them and we hear them. And that's kind of where we feel like this has been a great year and boosted by that. So we really appreciate your feedback, tips, good feedback, bad feedback, tips that maybe trigger the dog wasn't alive when Bryson played the U.S. Amateur at Olympia Fields. That one went places. So we that's that's what we really appreciate about this year. You guys interacting with us, you guys listening, of course, but we appreciate all the notes, um, even though we are terrible at getting back to you and we're very sorry for that yeah also thanks for understanding that you know we can't pronounce names um that we regularly make mistakes and very simple um just life things knowing geography geography, all sorts of stuff and you know and most importantly i'm i'm happy that everybody didn't leave after my co-host is you know admitted his feelings on rotisserie chicken we're gonna we're gonna have to do more on that next year rotisserie chicken is terrible well i'm not getting to going down this road again but it's it's a bad deal uh so thank you all and thanks to bixby coffee they have powered us through literally you said you're on your third cup already today it's nine nine thirty in the morning i uh I decided to fire up cup number three before this podcast. I've been oh. I've been testing the uh, the limits of uh, of coffee the last couple of days to get through this research and <clears throat> and uh, you know I have to say that I think I'm living in the third uh, standard deviation <laughs> of, of because coffee. of the shotgun start blend. Yes, I uh, I got my research done last night. Immediately went to the Smith Devereaux, another friend. So I was worse for the wear this morning, shaking the cobwebs off, and uh, the Bixby got me right, right in the mood here. We're at ten thirty on the East Coast. I'm getting through my second cup. Um, but you know thank what you. I had to do? I finished my research. Yeah. And uh, I was I was reminded of my you know connection with Gary Nicholas right after that. You had to shovel. Oh uh, yeah. You got snow. We got like four inches. I was just shoveling, and you know, it it turned it. By the time I got out there after I finished researching, it started doing the freezing rain thing. Oh, uh. so the sh- snow was heavy. It was, <laughs> it was, it was. You know, all in all, that might be why this morning I just like I woke up and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and now you're on your third cup of coffee. Yeah. So thank you. To Bixby Coffee, uh, you know, they, if you want to support the podcast, a portion of the proceeds of that coffee as a subscriber, as a one-off purchaser, whatever it is, come to us. Uh, certainly alleviates sort of the pain points with our wives when we take a lot of time to do this. Um, so we appreciate them supporting the year in review. They will continue to be a partner into 2021. Uh, the URL is BixbyCoffee.com. You can find us under featured uh, partners. It's a shotgun start blend. It's 15% off for subscribers. 
I got one that came like the 26th or 27th. And it said the, it was roasted on the 21st. So, I mean, it's it's there. It's That's with Christmas, intervening, you know, days. So, it's it's on your doorstep within a few days. Um, it's fresh. It's You don't have to worry about going to the store. It shows up on the intervals that you choose. You can change the blends. It sounds like we're getting this Westy Island blend together. So, that may be a thing in 2021. The Westy Island blend. You're very the happy West. about that. I am. I'm hoping that somebody could get the, the Westy Island blend in, into the hands of the man himself. I wonder if he likes coffee. That's a He's good question. He's got to like coffee. What if he hates coffee? Well, he likes wine. There's a natural, you know, coffee, yeah. wine, taste. Uh, Upper, downer, late yeah. night, morning, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you see yeah. him in his Uggs yesterday? Yes. He looks so cozy. He's in this big poofy jacket. His Uggs frolicking around the close house green. Um. That was a fantastic picture. I, I put it on the Instagram, but I mean, that was the pure Uggs look over his pants, you know, up over his pants into his calves. That, that's that's that was an impressive uh, look. Anyways, all right, BixbyCoffee.com. Thanks to them for the support and your guys' support of us and them. All right, let's get to it. We left off at the PGA Championship in part three earlier this we, week on Monday. We started with the Ryan Moore saga. Yeah, I mean, look, we may do another. We may do fifteen minutes here on the PGA. Nothing will top the Ryan Moore. I think both you and I. Fifteen minutes on the PGA. Who I don't are you know. Kidding. Well, you think it's gonna be longer? What have we ever done? Fifteen minutes on a major in one of these. Either way, however long we go, I think you and I. Our favorite part was the Ryan Moore WD for rest for the PG, for the FedEx Cup because uh, he. Got in a bind. He played the Barracuda and didn't want to do back-to-back. Didn't think he'd get off the alternates list, which we I'm talked about on the say, prior. I'm going to have to say, in researching this, I uncovered something that w- I enjoyed more than Ryan Moore WDing. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Okay. Well, let's get into it. So that's the end of, of part three. Ryan Moore WD for rest. The Yako Van Zyl move. Um, you want to go? You want me to go? Do you want me to you know, lead into what my favorite yeah, moment Yeah, what's your of favorite this? thing? What is it? It's none other than 60-year-old club pro yes. Jeff Hart. Yes. Jeff Hart was you know, the the spirit of the 2020 PGA. He was he was like every man out there playing a major championship. He was like your your senior. Yeah, Saturday local, game. Local Friday. uni senior player, obviously far more accomplished, far more talented, but your your poofer out there, your local poofer out there playing a major championship. Jeff Hart, you know, he gained big notoriety shooting 77 in the first round, despite hitting driver off the deck a half dozen times and do par fours on Thursday. <laughs> you know, for this, for this, we both, we alternate, but we both do majors. So you do a tournament, I do a tournament, but for majors, we both do it. I came across Jeff Hart. Honestly, I just put his name down. I go, Jeff Hart, just as a dash, because I knew you would have all the details. This was, you were just delighting in this. He putted with his glove on, right? Oh, yes. That That was my next note. (laughs) I mean, he was hitting driver and the driver off the deck, and he'd be like 40 yards short of par fours. (laughs) 
what was the one hole? Was it 18 that you had to clear like the inlet there or yes. something? Or, and he like <laughs> there's an I... inlet from the tee box that goes across like an inlet, right? Lake Merced or into yeah. Uh, that that's all I remember. The visual. You can give us the details. This was like the Ches Revy at the US Open, the two oh eight three iron off eighteen, three days in a row. Except it was the a guy was hitting driver two oh eight. It was, it was amazing. I mean, it, the guy is an absolute stick. To think about hitting, not being able to reach par fours. Ha- yeah. Half the par fours you cannot reach. He should 77 or whatever. He, yeah, he beat a ton of guys. <laughs> Thursday was hard, right? Wasn't it windy? One of the waves, yeah. too? I think so. Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. That was uh That was a large portion of our first round reaction i think to the pga back in august do we want to talk more about some of the weird things that happened in the first round or do we want to go back to the lead-in let's do lead-in i have uh i can do like let's do i'll do a rapid fire just grab bag of things real quick john daly wd'd from the pga because you know california is number one in cases and deaths i had knee surgery i'm diabetic i don't feel comfortable flying um I don't know. That sense of caution appeared to left him in the later months of the year. You had a um, wonderful, um, you kind of nailed the catnip early. What? You, you predicted the catnip early on, getting what? in front of the coldest winter I ever spent was oh. the summer in San Francisco. <laughs> there was a lot of that. That kind of came through. I was like, look. You watch enough of this coverage, you be in golf media long enough, you can kind of see what's coming down the pike. Um, you know, it just happened at the U.S. Women's Open. I don't know if you remember, but uh, they were talking, they kicked it to, I think, Kay Cockerell said something because they were talking about next year at Olympic Club. Yeah. <laughs> and she just she rattled it. it off us. <laughs> Sitting there waiting for it. Sure Mark enough, Twain. delivered. Yep. yep. Um, what else do we have? Uh, grab bag. Bryson before uh, the tournament says the course suits a bomber. Says the setup is straightforward, not really much to it. Says he'll be hitting driver as far as he can everywhere because the rough is playable enough to still hit the green. Kind of a for foreboding. Is that <clears throat> forewarning? Yeah. On Tuesday, he said, as the rough stands right now, I think the risk is definitely worth the reward. I'm going to be hit up there as far as I can. But Friday. We're jumping ahead. He says, this is from Eric Patterson. Great follow. Yeah, I can't really let it rip out here this week. Not to the full extent. I feel like the rough is too penalizing. This is four days later, and I'm trying to keep it in the fairway. Sometimes the risk isn't really worth the reward. It's the exact opposite. Fascinating look. You know, I guess he put the governor on at some point in the PGA. Did not really do that, uh, you know, a month later at Wingfoot. Fascinating look. There was, like, uh, not a ton of lead-up stuff with this. I didn't either. I didn't have that either. You yeah. you went. You went. This was a good one. Tweet from you. Greens being described as, quote, awfully playable by players should be the TPC design team's slogan. So a lot of players saying the greens were awfully playable, which you pounced on. It was a couple weeks before this. I You know, Willie Watson was the original architect of, Harding Park, and I'm sorry to diverge into this subject. Yeah, you're but good. 
Go for I, it. I've revisited a course that I hadn't seen since I was a child, Belvedere, and I just was enthralled with how amazing the greens were there in terms of the the contouring, the slopes. Yep. You know, I don't want to get too GCA here, but yep. I was. And then you go to Harding Park, and it's just the vanilla fucking TPC frying Harding pan. Park. Green TPC Harding Park is the official term at, at a course that once was a Willie Watson, and you just think about how bad of architect, how bad of architecture it is to erase what was there and and put in, you know, your your thumbprint, which happens to have no, you know, it's an unidentifying thumbprint, you know, where there's no grooves. It's a fingerprint that doesn't have any identity. Is like essentially those greens. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're wearing a mitten, thumbprint yes. with a mitten on or something. Oh, there are uh, big mitts, a lot of big mitts this week. That was yeah. that was a big part of the buzz was how how adjusting to the cold. You know, all these pros having to adjust to a ball that's not going to go as far because of the cold. Guess what? It wasn't a big deal. You could change came... the ball, and it, and it would take these guys about three days to adjust to it. Coming from Swamp Pass too, right? Coming from Memphis to the you know coldest summer ever, man, or coldest winter. Yeah. So I, I did see there was one note in there. Bryson had like a muff, a muffer, like like the quarterback wears around yeah. his waist. He opted for that instead of <laughs> instead of the big bits. A lot of questions about that. You know, Tiger's back. Will it hold up? It's a little fr- nippy out there. All that. Tiger had his American flag gator. There was some concern about that at the beginning. I'll say um, this, that it is the quietest pre-event buzz ever for a player that had a chance to win the career Grand Slam. Spieth? Yes. That's true. A lot of Spieth once it started, too. Uh, the long drive contest was canceled. We thought that Bryson snubbed the media, wouldn't talk to the press. He didn't do it. You know, he's the talk of the, all summer. Doesn't have a press conference. Tells the PGA to I buzz off. I forgot they didn't have the And we press thought it was maybe a, maybe it was like kind of a get back for them canceling the long drive contest on it. Um, all right. Should we get into the tournament? What happened? Let's or, go. Or, you know. r- round one. Okay. Zach Johnson right. and Martin Keimer are this in the mix. Nice. This is amazing. It's just a strange first round leaderboard. Todd Watch is the first round leader with Todd Balloon and Boy. Jason Day. Todd and Day. Todd Day, former great for uh, what was that, Arkansas? Todd Day was your, your co leader. Laughner, Laughner has a, a great tidbit on Keimer. And just, a, you know, Keimer, all time perspective guy, just, a, you know, yeah. somebody that is very self aware and. It always brings a you know level-headed perspective, but he shoots 66. Last night needing some positive. This is Lavner's tweet. Last night needing some positivity. Martin Keimer went back to his hotel room and watched the back nine replay of his 2014 U.S. Open win on YouTube. He shot 66 today, and this is Keimer's quote: "I know you shouldn't live in the past, but if the past can help you in the present moment, I'll take it." So Keimer shoots 66. Do we have the second round score? He shot, uh, I think, 82. 82. Zatch shot uh, 76. Because we had that big debate about who would be low Zatch, who would be low Zatch Johnson. Because there's the club pro Zatch Johnson. (laughs) And all of a sudden. The other Zatch Johnson did not play well. He didn't play well either. No club pros made the cut as far as I know. Um, Yeah, and Zatch, the the two-time major winner Zatch, 
also bombed off the cut line. 76, right? Over the yeah. cut line. I mean, there was a moment there Thursday, like, all right, can we get out of the Zach Johnson portion of this this tournament? So, 66, though. Hell of a round. Brooks um, po- pops Bryson. Oh, the scientific? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what he's like, I'm not going to go look at my track, my numbers. There's no need to get all scientific with it. And then he, like, smirks. He gives this, like, shitting green grin and walks off the podium. That was just the start of Brooksy taking shots this week. Um, they showed a UPS truck roaming around the grounds. On uh, I have this note. I don't know why I have it, but after 3M, the video of you where the, the FedEx truck goes, like, goes barreling through the tee shot, it's like, that's something you never see on a, a PGA Tour broadcast. PGA. By the way, a lot easier to find video of this than now oh, that yeah. it's not a tour right. It was unbelievable. Like, I just found video of Rom getting mad at a cameraman. That would have been scrubbed had this been a PGA Tour. I found on ESPN, not even some like you know, untoward t- Twitter fo- Twitter account. You know, it's kind of amazing that the video you can find when you, know, you realize it's hey, it's an entertainment product. So it's a, it's amazing. Um, it's almost like a, a major championship understands that anybody tweeting about the event is good for it, and also <laughs> that it's great to have historical markers when you're looking yeah. back on a sport. And, yep. uh, you know, yep. these these moments are, are important moments in time. It's it's actually like somebody values history. Yep. Yep. Tiger is tinkering with his putter. But oh, more yeah, importantly, long one. a lot of that stuff. Tiger's tinkering with his putter, switched to new putter. But more importantly, he's tinkering with his beverage choice. This is where we see the first, the Monster Hydro Super Sport Red Dog bottle, which people alert us to. Friend of the program, TK Kelly sends a picture of him finding it in the wild super sport red dog <laughs> unbelievable do you think tiger's just like, got a fully stocked fridge of that at home you think Charlie like throwing a bu- it's like throwing a bunch of words in a bowl and coming out with something super sport red dog um do you ever have red dog beer i think that was before long we time long yeah. time ago well, now it's a now it's a uh, hydro whatever energy drink that was in, um, in a period of my time when I when I drank a lot of shitty beer, like uh, yeah, Milwaukee's Best Ice, The Beast. Yep, yeah. yeah. natural uh, light, of course. I think, of, yeah, uh, I think about college, those just tubs of Keystone, and ah, uh. yeah, yep. Um, I have Jay Monahan got plunked by an errant Fitzy Matt Fitzpatrick shot. I forgot about that. I don't yeah, remember that happening I, at all. Did you have that? I saw. A- I saw something about Fitzy, and I didn't investigate further. And now that you recall that, I'm, I'm very happy about it. He was okay, you know. No, no, doesn't seem like an injury out of it. Uh, Sean br- Foley looked uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, this is—it's hard to convey this in an audio medium, and I'll share it on Instagram. It looked like they plucked him out of the show, Silicon Valley, or something. He looks like Elon Musk. It is all black weird sort of parka not a i don't know what it is i can't even describe what it is and his hair is like he's making this weird face it's just an amazing amazing photo i'll share that what else you got i got yeah. um eddie pepperell tweeted out you know what? everything the, all the buzz about speed he's finding it like it always is he opens oh. with 73 he's sitting indian style on the range <laughs> talking to cameron mccormick on a towel Talking to Cameron McCormick afterwards. Having a little, little <laughs> group chat on, in Indian style. That's amazing. Around the campfire. 
just kind of out. an embodiment of of everything uh with speed in the last three years is, is that picture you know, there's so many of these pictures of yeah. Spieth, whether it's he greller was... staring out into the ocean <laughs> at last year's us open Spieth is sitting indian style him he was on, on the, the range yeah late, on... right by himself yeah there's just it's uh, hopefully this this all ends next year i just it's kind of sad but you know like you like we talked about a lot is like the microscope that he's under and yeah. obviously i i i bring it up at every turn so i'm part of the microscope but yeah, sure. it's just unbelievable to watch something like this you know and it's the maybe he played his best golf at age 22. yeah this was a bad week for speed stuff because like the mccormick's mccormick's got like his is like portable charger for his phone. He's put, he's you know holding him in his backswing position. There's cords going everywhere, and it just the visuals look bad. And he's by himself on the range, and they're sitting Indian style, and they're and it's just it was a, he was on by himself. What was the uh, oh I have a JT quote after the round because Spieth was like I was just in their way. Remember that there was something like I was just trying to get out of their way. I was like embarrassed. I was in JT. I think who else? I don't forget who else he played with. Um, he gives that thumbs up on the one, like he does, there's a gif, uh, cause he's trying to get out of their way. And here's JT after the round, Jordan is trying to figure stuff out and I'm just trying to make birdies. Not, not, not a, a good, not a good state. I, I still stand by. Here's how Jordan Spieth fixes his golf. Oh, you had, you were big on this this week. He needs to literally leave a cell phone at home. Leave any semblance of technology at home. Uh-huh. He needs to go to a golf resort with wide fairways like Sand Valley, Banded Dunes, somewhere, and just go play golf for two straight weeks and have no tie to the world. Don't think Would about you... anything. Don't text Cameron McCormick. Don't text Greller asking questions. Don't video ca- video your swing. Don't think about your golf swing. Would for you two keep weeks. score? Don't just I, go play. Just go hit fairways. Go hit shots. Have fun, and don't have any connection to the greater world. And I bet he'd come back. And I, I guarantee almost that he would play great golf. Yeah, you had a big. You, your tweet this week was about him going to Mammoth Dunes. Like he just needs to go and get away and play. Play golf. like two weeks. No, but the, I, I've added the caveat <laughs> of this. He cannot have a connection to the digital world. He okay. cannot have a, a means to get in his own head in any way. He can't have a caddy that can, yeah. is giving him swing of he can He has to go out and just walk around by himself playing golf. All right. All right. I like it. Um, Bryce. All right. Move, moving off speed. I got this is a great one. IBF, going to the Andy Johnson School of Geography, Ian Baker Finch. Kind of a home game for Blanto. He lives about 250 miles to the north of here. In the Pacific Northwest. Do you know how many, like, 250 miles? Like, what, what, like I live in Maryland. Should, like, the Sixers, I'd say that's a home game for me. Like, what? 250 miles is a long-ass way. I yeah. mean, I could almost get home to Cleveland in 250 miles from, from D.C., it's kind of a home game for Lanto. Lives about two hundred fifty miles. I know, you know, that's the big west and the land. You know, miles are, you know, farther. You know, things are farther apart there. But good lord, 
That's the Andy Johnson. The Pacific Northwest is Reno. Um, what else you got? Bryson? Bryson snaps his driver, leaning on it. This was unbelievable. <laughs> this was like one of the the moments where you you're so happy that Twitter exists. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bry- he- Bryson hits a drive, leaning down to pick up a tee. I believe. I think that's right. Yeah. He his driver snaps. Right at the head, right? The shaft yeah. snaps. Yeah. Snaps under all that weight. <laughs> he's giddy about it. First huh. of all, he's like panics, and then he realizes you get a replacement for this one. The rule, the distinction between you know when you can get a replacement when you can is whatever. Uh, that's not for the here or there, but he's giddy about it. It like proves he's a thick boy. He's strong. He doesn't know my own strength. He, he's, he, he's just he was acting like it broke because of his swing speed. Yes. He's but just that, a pig. The video shit. clearly showed that it broke because of the weight he put on it. Ricky's playing with him, I think, at the time. He's just got this, like, what the hell is this? What is happening? He's so, he's so happy. He wants to talk to all the players, his partners, his caddies. He's just, he's so, then he gets to it after. And he's got a shill for the shaft company. Oh, yeah. He uses, first of all, he uses the plural of shafts. He says it's shelves, shelves. <laughs> I've got that. Like, we discussed that at length. Not shafts, it's shelves. Um, which is just. Well, he also, important note, he has ownership stake in this, yes. in this yes. golf shaft company. Yes. So he's at this tight spot where he's got to, he wants to shill for how good the shafts are, but one just snapped on him and he's got to explain it away. He keeps dropping the name of the brand and how great it is and how there's only so many swings in them and stuff like that. It's just, it was, it was amusing to watch them and navigate that. Um, anything else on that you got on well, the shaft I, gate? I, yeah. I, I've got Adam Scott's quotes after the, after oh, the round. Yeah, that was great. So, you Not know, Ad, Ad, Adam Scott played with him. It was him and Ricky and, and Bryson. Adam Scott afterwards, he goes, "Not to like put him down any, but I thought it was going to be longer. There's been so much buildup. I thought I was going to see like almost one of those long drive guys." It's pretty good. Adam Scott, who hadn't been on tour, he never came back for the return to gaff, return to golf caps. Um, you know, he just jo- bombed into the first event since whatever the spring, Bay Hill or something. He's eh, not, not that impressive. Not to put him down. Um, the uh, the juxtaposition between ESPN and uh, uh, CBS uh, was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, we don't need to. I, I don't know. There's a different production crew, a different producer. Whereas with the Masters, I think it's all CBS, but ESPN does their own thing for PGA. And it was, it was great. It was Scott, good. It was is, good. Remember Scott Van Pelt before the tournament said, like, I mean, calling golf is extremely easy. Yeah, I remember that. And and then, like, sure enough, he <laughs> delivers on his words because it's the best. You know, everybody was pissed off about having to pay $5 to watch yeah, it. ESPN but, Plus. Yeah. But it delivered the best golf telecast of the year, and it's a uh, – company that tele broadcasts and produces one golf telecast a year especially a juxtaposition the first year without charmed leading in yeah yeah they were in there early 
Uh, Sean McDonough was great. I remember he was just kind of like openly mocking Bryson's, you know, running with the fire ants and the fence and just like the rules officials. It's just like stuff you don't get on the PGA Tour, right? Whether it's because of the rights partner or because the tour wants it to be, you know, super clean on everything, which are on the subject. I got one more Bryson quote beforehand after coming off all this controversy, fire ants, all this. I hope people can recognize me for what I'm trying to do for the sport. So he's trying to do things for the sport, not necessarily some of the little things that can happen every once in a while because of my passion. <laughs> so it's his passion that gets in the way. He's just trying to help the sport, uh, you know, by protecting the brand, getting a better drop from between two twigs, things like that. McDonough's, you know, mocking him openly on the, uh, the first round broadcast. It, that was substantial. Then we go to CBS. A lot of skyline shots clouds over the, the downtown san francisco fog. it's a trans america building or whatever it's called now um yeah that that was the, the big noticeable change there the first couple rounds what else uh, you got well i had uh i just forgot something i wanted to bring up but we'll go on go on uh there's there's photos of thick boy we'll get out of the bryson segment here working at like 10 p.m working oh, out after yeah. his round you know we got sent some photos of him just going nuts working out at the whatever hotel gym like just 11 o'clock at night <laughs> yes yes um you want to do phil phil joins while we're on the subject of coverage phil joins yeah. the cbs booth this was saturday, saturday. i believe I mean, do you want to do Friday or do you want to? Yeah, go uh, ahead. I didn't. I didn't break it up too much chronologically. All right. So what do you got Friday, Friday uh, Ricky whiffed a uh, like five-inch putt tapping, and he would have made the cut if he didn't miss it. I got uh, this. Stubbed it. Stubbed the putt. And he missed. It. That's the difference. Oh. Um, MLV works his way into the into the hunt. All he had sudden, his own feed. Lots of MLV coverage. Yeah, just dive into the the many stories and tales of MLV, the the accumulating debt, the partying. Just a wonderful human. If you if you want more MLV, listen to the Friday show of uh, of the PGA. Uh, of the PGA no. show. Yep, that's right. Um, How Tong Lee oh, shoots his sixty five on Friday. He is. Uh, he he finishes. I believe it was at two p.m. Pacific. Captures the imagination. Social media goes on to the goes to the range after the round. He's on the range at ten p.m. Eastern time. The, it, he finishes the round at two p.m. Eastern time. He is on the range at ten p.m. Eastern. He was on the rage after it later comes out that he did go back to the hotel, take a nap, but this just goes insane there. It becomes a beam. It, it just is. It, it is one of the, the great moments of the year, in my opinion, was just everybody piling on the telecast (laughs) continually going back to him. They're hitting, I mean, they kept going back. Then players were being asked in their post rounds about it. And the guy, and then people are like, yeah, I mean, I, he was on the range when I was on the range warming up. And <laughs> I get done with the round and he's on the range still. He had like the 36 old lead. I think it was like he hit four fairways. Somehow yeah. hit like 14 greens after hitting four fairways. And, you know, it's just this kind of loaded group of chasers and on the range all night that did not last long. Uh, he also, he was in a WeChat hat. And I think this was a week like Trump had like banned WeChat or something. Yeah. There was like a lot going on with that. Um, and he's the leader. 
One other thing, the early round coverage, all the geese around Harding Park. <laughs> yeah. We got major That's championship good. and we got geese just roaming the fairways. No fans, but geese. Um, was this, I, I also have Duvall gotten on the coverage. Duvall got in Spieth's kitchen a little bit, you know, like, Hey, just, I don't know if he out and out called for a coaching change, but like, stop yes. thinking so much, just go maybe make a coaching change, but definitely stop thinking so much. Um, beforehand, one more prior pre-tournament thing. Tiger was asked last question of Tiger's press conference. Only his oh, maybe God. second event since he came back. He was asked if he could win this week. That was a question. Surprisingly, he didn't say no. <laughs> Tiger, can you win this week? Good question. Uh, okay. Oh, what, on what Tiger more? and yeah. the ESP. Remember, without fans, they picked up Rory and Tiger talking about the the baseball, the playoffs, the Giants. Oh, and, yeah. the, and the Dodgers. Dodgers and then yeah. and then Rory's like, I don't really understand. And he and then Tiger asked him about his his favorite soccer football team. Um, okay. And he was like, yeah, it'd be like if you were wearing around those colors. And Roy's like, oh, I get it now. Okay. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Remember that. Okay. What else? Um, anything else from Friday? Was this when Brooks was rolling around on the ground? That was Saturday, mm-hmm. I think. Getting I think it was Friday. Out. Okay. All right. All right. And I also then, have... Uh, go ahead. You no, know, go... You go ahead. Nothing. Was this Rory's class act? The class act, Rory? Yeah. Do you have the Friday? Where with Saturday. the ball, yeah, yeah. So he, he has the bad lie, or he get the ball gets stepped on. A cameraman or media person steps on his ball. I think it was has, Ju- Judy Rankin. Okay, so he calls in the official. He goes, "Look, uh, somebody stepped on my ball." He takes a drop, and he ends up with a better lie than he had originally. After you know, he walked up to the green, walks by it. They couldn't and, find yeah. the ball. They were looking for it. So okay. like. You're looking for the ball. You can't see it in plain yeah. sight. Yeah. Important. Okay. Somebody okay. steps on it. So he admits after the drop, he's like, listen, like that's a better lie than I had or would have had or something like that. Everybody because just... he couldn't see it. And it's now in like plain sight. It's sitting right up on top of grass. And he says, you know, this becomes the class act of the century, right? Everybody's so happy with, you know, he admits pretty much the opposite of Patrick Reed after a year of fluff and lies and, Talk or about Bryson. Haley Clubs' lies. Ask Bryson. fire ant drops. Yeah, he's like, listen, like that that's a better lie than I would have had. I don't know what they, the final ruling on it was, but yes, that, that was picked up by the microphones, and everybody celebrated Rory's class for that. Um, what else do you have? You want to go next? Let's go Phil in, in the booth. All right, so Phil, let's just wipe out Phil for the week here. I have. He wore his glove on the ride over to the course. I found that amusing one day. He gets out in the parking lot. He's got his golf club on. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, he joins the booth on Saturday. He spends an hour, hour, hour and a half, just going at Faldo. Um, he says, what's the opening line? Well, there's three things I'm good at, playing golf and talking golf. Talking. And Faldo doesn't get it at all. Doesn't get the joke at all. He's like, Whoa, what's that? What's that, Phil? What's the um, third? No, he says, what's the third one? And Phil, Phil just, just stares. Phil just like, <laughs> um, he's taking shots at Faldo left and right. Phil's really good. He's really, really good in the booth. And this, there's a palpable tension between he and Faldo. This goes on, and in the course of the research, like the next week, Wyndham, <laughs> like Faldo's liking tweets that are highly critical of Phil, 
and like Phil notices it and Phil like gets back at a, a Faldo tweet that was critical of Phil and that Faldo eventually deleted. He goes, settle down, sir. Like I'm just articulating golf. Like they're going at it on Twitter a week later um, after this, this uh, Saturday appearance in the booth. He's amazing. He's really good. Right. I mean, that's what you had. That's the note. Yeah. Like, well, this could be a career. Is it a, sh- is he talking to CBS? What's going on here? This kind of thing. He's so. actually providing insight that you would expect from a, a multiple major all time. Great. Unlike the other multiple major all time. Great. That he was sitting in the booth next to that. You never get anything from he's talking about, and obviously, Phil had a huge advantage of, like, he walked off the course on Saturday. He had just yeah. played 18 holes in the major championship on this golf course and walked right into the booth. And he's breaking down, like, hey, this guy hit it there. That's, I mean, yeah, that's really hard. It's basically not going to, you know, he's either going to have to land this here <coughs> or here to get it close. And the chances of that happen, you know, he's just providing a level of insight that we haven't heard on a golf telecast. Probably, you know, like I would say Johnny Miller would would be the only other person that provided insight where you watch a do- golf telecast if you're a devote diehard golf fan and you feel like you're learning stuff. That was well, my know. biggest takeaway. I mean, Azinger at the Paynes Valley Cup was pretty good, too. <laughs> um, uh, Johnny Morris. No, I, I agree. It was really good. There was tension about... Um, you know, Faldo's trying to tell him how to swing, right? You should do something with your swing. And, and Phil's like, well, then I'd be hitting it like you, you know, just poofing yeah. it out there. <laughs> Faldo, a noted poofer. Uh, they were really going at each other. But you talked about how he walks off the course. We paused for this for a minute. Like, that's not happening at the Masters. No. I mean, it's kind of indicative of, A, Phil's position on the leaderboard, B, the PGA, maybe not being the most, I don't know, intense competition for Phil. Just walking off the course and deciding to do some second job uh, coverage. Also, on that same vein, there was images of Michael Collins of ESPN going down the middle of the fairway at a major championship. And Saturday, weekend at a major. And, and he's talking to Phil, probably about coffee for wellness or something like that. Activation's probably talking about. Media member walking in the middle of the fairway on Saturday at a PG, at the at a major championship, and Phil's attention is turned on that. So, anything else on the booth visit? You got that? You good? We good that's, on the booth that's visit? Good. All right. Should All we right. talk a little bit about about uh, Brooksy's Saturday comment? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Brooksy, obviously, he's right in the mix. Uh, I think he was in fourth. I don't have this written down. He goes. I think he goes three 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 to finish Saturday mm-hmm. night. And he's uh, maybe fourth, so starts running his mouth. Um, he said, "So he he says, I like my chances. When I've been in this position before, I've capitalized. I don't know. DJ's only won one. I'm playing good. I don't know. We'll see. A lot of guys on the leaderboard, I don't think have won, have won a major. Only he's only won one. Calls out DJ specifically after, and this is when like." I mean, it was an awesome finish Saturday. Like, all right, this is yeah. Brooks. He's going to go three in a row. He's got it. And he kind of then calls his shot. Shoots, you know, we don't need to go into Sunday, but I think he shoots. He went out in 39. Yeah. Front nine Sunday. Just dead flat. I think only one player on the course had a worse score than him on Sunday. You know, tumbles to 30th overall. And that was kind of the story of the rest of the year. DJ is gone. Brooksy is 
barely DJ's takes off and Brooksy barely plays. Um, all right. Anything else on those comments? No, no. I think they're self-explanatory. There was also, we, we got an inordinate amount of Sean Norris coverage. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's all I'm going to say. It was just indicative of all the shots we were showing. There was like a Sean Norris feed on, I think it was Saturday. Sean Morris, then Skyline Klaus. <laughs> a lot of Sean Norris shots. Um, it's a total sweepstakes going into Sunday. Thick Boy makes a 95-foot putt to finish up Saturday night, yeah. right? Now he's like back in it. Um, Rory's asked about Brooks's comments. It's sort of hard to knock a guy that's got 21 wins on the PGA Tour, which is three times what Brooks has, which is accurate, which is accurate. Uh, Kepka, this is right, is Kepka's new advertising campaign centers around the tagline, you can't out-troll a troll. Actually, I forgot about that, that that was an advertising campaign, but apparently it was, reading articles. Um, we have our Spieth versus Reevee game within the game. Yes. That going on. That was fantastic. Adding the little spice Spieth to the won. weekend. Reevee really, uh, really shit the bed on Sunday, I remember. <laughs> Rory admits he's maybe not as good a player anymore. They asked him about the pay- majors, How? why he's just middling. Did you see that? I remember this quote. I feel like people read into it too much. No, no I don't know. Maybe I'm just not as good as I used to be. Maybe he is just joking around. He's the Prince of Pontevedra after all. Uh, what else you got for for Sunday then? It's just a complete, yeah, seven guys share the lead at one point or have the lead at one point. The coverage, um, the commercials at the beginning were like people were going nuts, but I thought they recovered and did a pretty nice job down the stretch. Um, they, you had all these young guys, you had experienced guys, you had, you know, all these people in the mix is, uh, it was crazy. You know, you had Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, and Scotty Scheffler at one point were all tied for second and had a combined two major appearances as pros. Unbelievable. Scheffler DJ are the final pairing, which we called like the ennui pairing. You know, two guys who just kind of don't give a F, you know, but go ahead. Then you thought Cameron Champ might win at one point. Then you thought Finau was going to win. And I mean, it was just a wild Sunday. It was a great Sunday. Really good. I think this is. The official leader, official list of leaders: DJ, Paul Casey, Wolf, Finau, Scheffler, Champ, Bryson, who I think birdied three of his first four. Yes. Jason Day, I don't remember him leading. Justin Rose and Xander all at least had a share of the lead on Sunday. Fantastic group of names. And of course, Colin Borikow won 65-64 yep. on the weekend in his second major ever. Unbelievable. 65-64 was the lowest weekend total of any men's major in history. Um, What else do you have on that? I mean, this shot on 16 will be one of the iconic major championship golf shots in history. He made some really great putts. I mean, it was... He he, chipped in on 14. Then the shot on 16 gained 1.21 shots alone. I was reading your newsletter... The fried egg newsletter, pre-tournament coverage, called out 16. Keep an eye on 16. It's a potential, you know, it's on Lake Merced. There could be wind. There's going to be fascinating to see if guys go for it, lay up, see where the wind's coming from. You called it out. You had a whole little segment on it. And there we go. By the end of the week, it is the sort of the one nugget highlight that takes takeaway from the championship. Whatever. He cut it off the lake. 
you know, 274 carry to eight feet makes the eagle. And that's kind of it with this jammed leaderboard. And that really separates him. Paul Casey's on the next tee and looks back. Yeah. Get, CBS catches him like looking back like, holy shit. Look at where that ball landed. Um, and, th- and that was it. Yeah. Um, DJ becomes the first player to go 0 for 4 with 54 hole leads at majors, which he would not. He shot 68. He, yeah. He was not. In the final round. Like that, yeah. that was like something like he didn't play great, but it's not like he gave it away it was more marikawa winning yep yep marikawa fumbles the trophy top (laughs) flies off ted bishop it wasn't ted bishop this time like a valhalla but top flies off a lot of content coming out of that immediately um the winner's perks so they did a graphic cbs graphic like you know you get whatever exemption five-year exemption you get a birth into this that and the other included in all those perks was on the graphic was an Omega timepiece. Yeah. Instead Omega of the 600, getting its brand. 600 FedEx cup points, we got, we got uh, one of the PGA sponsors, Omega. Omega timepiece was included on the graphic of perks. So anything else on the PGA championship Sunday that I'm missing odds and ends. We kind of, I think it all. that's about it. You know, it's, it was wild. It was an awesome major championship. I think like in terms of, you always have like these memories of majors. Like obviously Bryson is dominates the U S open DJ dominates the masters, like two runaway wins by, you know, DJ. It's like, finally, you know, this guy has cemented himself as a multi-major champion for Bryson. It's like the, the proof of what he did, the crazy shit he did all over the course of a year. And then this one was, I think like an all-time finish and you know another just superstar young superstar making an you know making a name on the big stage and Jeff Hart we'll have ah. Jeff Hart we'll always have always Jeff have Hart it. at this podcast so I, it, right. it was more coward you know PGA's under the age of 24 or whatever it was him Tiger and Jack you know that's right uh, other things this week, real quick, because I totally forgot, and maybe this is by design. They just picked this week. PGA Tour lays off fifty people. Of I, these 50 I have staffers. Yeah, you know who maybe. was including included in those layoffs? Who? Mike McAllister, the author of the PGA Tour SponCon. They made him, you know, a, a journalist. Yeah. Write this longtime bullshit, journalist, decorated yeah. golf writer. Yeah. Write this bullshit article for Callaway, and then they lay him off weeks later. You know, like I'm sure he wrote that and was like, "This is fucking bullshit." And <laughs> and then a few yeah. weeks later, you lay him off. What a, what a shitty thing to do. I forgot that this happened, so I don't know if they ch- chose the PGA week when no, you know everybody's focused on other stuff. But in the course of research, I remembered it. I guess I just meanwhile, it, meanwhile, the next week. You got the Wyndham Rewards, ten million going out, and yeah. you got the uh, then you got the the sixty million cash grab yeah. at the FedEx Cup a few weeks later. Not not, not taking any hits on purses. Purses yeah. are going up, but we're yep. laying off staffers. It, it was a a very clear message sent from the PGA Tour. We are here to serve the players and the players only, not the charities. They made all. Uh, we'll get into this with the with the tour championship but monahan at the tour championship makes all these claims about how much money they're going to raise on the ch- on the charitable side in uh 2021 and on guess who's all that's on it's all on the individual events which 
you know, who knows when fans are coming back. You know, it's not yeah. on anything. The purses are going up, but uh, all the charitable efforts are on the local individual events. And yep. they're building a monstrosity uh, billion-dollar <laughs> office. Headquarters. Um, elsewhere this week. In an age quick... where who knows when uh, all office, office work yeah. Yeah, is really yeah. the, the thing of the future is, you know, over the course of – the last nine months we've, you know, remote work is probably going to be a, a big trend in terms of uh, 2020 yep. and odd. Yep. Uh, just this week, because it was a major, we had the Kane, Danielle Kane, Lydia Ko at the Co marathon. Meltdown. Lydia Ko, like, skulls it across. They had a four-shot lead or six-shot lead at one point with, like, six to go, 18. She skulls it across the green, but has, like, the best perspective afterwards. She's mm -hmm. like, hey it was great that I was there again. And I'm going to take a lot away from this. Danielle Kane wins back to back the, the Northwest Ohio swing there. You were covering um, the U S women's AM too in person. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was great. That was a great finish. Very cool. Gabby ruffles and uh, Rose Jang. That was cool. Great week doing that. We don't need to talk about it. We've done, did we do 15 minutes on the PGA? More like 40, I think 30, 40. You called that. So. All right. Let's go through the PGA tour schedule. Wyndham. Wyndham. I had Wyndham. Do you remember yeah. what happened at Wyndham? Hermie! Jim Jim Herman captures a second. I mean, he was nails down the stretch. The Hermanator. He stared down Webb. He just 61, eviscerated. 63 on the weekend. Unbelievable. It was soft, but Hermie was just a machine out there. Yep. Yep. That, we had a big discussion about him closing in on Ricky. You know, he's got his third win. Of course, every win is, where, where is he in the relation to the Ricky zone? Yeah, he was a machine. Uh, he's almost in else the pancake zone. Yeah, not in the Anything else you remember from this week? I'll get to Hermie at the end. Could be some big Hermie news coming soon. What's that mean? I can't disclose. Oh, okay. All right. Little teaser in the year in review. Buried in here. A Herminator tease. Uh, Hermites. All right. JT is our Wyndham Rewards champion. Absolutely nowhere to be found. Definitely not at the Wyndham Championship, as is most of the, you know, he had it locked up well in advance. Wyndham, their whole Wyndham Rewards, which is no longer the race for the Wyndham Rewards, did not draw that whole guy's did trying one, to Did bag one that guy phone. show up? Or there was like three guys, I think, right? Brooksy went. Because I think he was, I don't know, was he trying to get in the FedEx Cup still or something? He went. He yeah. owns his PGA comments. Misses the cut. Immediately misses the cut. Doesn't care. But he owns his PGA comments a little bit with, uh, I think, an interview with Eamon Lynch. Talks about, you know, he doesn't apologize for calling out DJ. Says we're not close. But, you know, it's like, hey, I played like shit. I didn't walk the walk. So um, there's video of Spieth warming up. This is deep fried egg. You know, sort of the Woodward and Bernstein of Spieth, uh, Schadenfreude. Um, he finds range video and takes over 20 seconds for Spieth to pull the trigger once he's over the ball. So not all in all. It's over the ball. This goes viral. It's everywhere, you know, because Spieth is just narrating some sort of swing, you know, novel in his head. It's 20 plus seconds to pull the trigger and this blows up. <laughs> you know. Um, Rich Lerner brings Tommy Tables to the broadcast. The nickname, Tommy Tables. Somebody tweets at him. They're talking about Tommy's, uh, Tom Hoagie's card playing or something like that. On the, and somebody tweets at Rich Lerner. It's like, that's why they call him Tommy Tables. 
And Rich Lerner calls this out on the broadcast through laughter, stifled. He's laughing his ass off the nickname of Tommy Tommy Tables. So that's Rich brought Prince of Pontevedra and Tommy Tables to the people this year on broadcast. Um, Will Gray, great tweet. End of an era. David Berganio Jr. misses the Wyndham cut, thereby exhausting a medical extension that dated back to 2009. <laughs> end of an era for the David Berganio Jr. All, cr- all great things come to an end. His $20,000 uh, a month check oh. from the PGA Tour or whatever it is, might be 15, whatever it is, is... Is over, you know. Make cashing yeah. six figures on sitting on your couch is over. Chris Couch, though, is still <laughs> living that life. Uh, there was that Phil Faldo drama I talked about where they're going at each other on Twitter. Uh, let's do a little bit of Hermie real quick. I'm not growing chronologically. Hermie wins, so he goes 61 63. Unbelievable. Um, and, and this season in the 2020 he had no top 25 finishes, he was 192 in the FedEx Cup. Scoring average was 72. He was 204th in strokes gained uh, before this this Sunday. Um, in your newsletter, you had, wh- what was it? Uh, he had played most, he had just two top 25 finishes, top 25 since July 2017. And they're both wins. It's <laughs> two top 25 finishes. When, when he July gets in 20- the mix, he wins. Unbelievable. Um, and this had a uh, Eric Patterson again found had a great tweet comparing it to Finau. Finau, 115 events, 31 top tens, zero wins. 31 top tens, zero wins. Herman, four top tens, two wins since 2016. So 0 for 31 versus 2 for 4. Uh, what else? Some specifics. He had like an incredible stainer. Yes. Right? That was the, the, the talk of the town. And then. Had this beautiful cut shot up the shoot into 18. That tracer had it. Um, so he birdied gets in the house. What's that? Birdied 18. Yes, birdied 18. Gets Heart, in the house. Like a, maybe the hardest hole on the course. It was a, incredible. Absolutely incredible win. He played so freaking good on Sunday. He played his last 21 holes in 11 under for the championship. So it's like kind of that midpoint on Saturday he just goes berserk. Um, closing in on the Ricky, the best part was, uh, he, he birdied, he, he birdied three over his final four holes just to get inside the cut line Friday and then goes, goes nuts late Saturday. Um, it's the lowest tied, the lowest final 36 holes for an eventual winner. Uh, but he gets in the house. So he's ahead of of the leaders and they got this camera on him (laughs) in the clubhouse and he's trying to take sips of his water with the cap on. He's just like jamming this water into his mouth. The cap's on. Everybody has fun with this. Like, you think he's nervous watching? You know, you think he's anxious? That's a big catnip moment. So that's the Herman, Herman portion of this uh, of this broadcast. Uh, this was also, this week, George Savarikas teased us all with nothing. Oh. Remember, he's like, we got some, I got some great big breaking news coming. Wait, hold on a sec. My producers won't, wait, hold on. Now it's coming. And then at the end, he's like, sorry, guys. We apologies. There's nothing worse than three teaser tweets and the fizzle of no information. Decision made from above, and people were kind of worked up about. I that. remember Mrs. Friday was even getting in his grill. Mrs. Friday and George went to college together, so yes. you know they're they're friends from college, and uh, she was she was even you know chirping at at uh, George about you know what he was doing. What was the report? So people worked up about that. Uh, this is also the week 
Roger Sloan talks yes. to a Canadian newspaper, Kamloops. Uh, we talked about it maybe a week later after a tip, but this was the week he spoke to them and just goes nuclear on the tours, not letting family uh, in the ropes. During a pandemic. Quote, during a pandemic, when people are dying, you know, they're trying to figure out how to make this tour work. He's pissed his wife can't walk with him. They abandoned the families and the wives of the PGA Tour. And it has been, in my opinion, a huge embarrassment. <laughs> it's been an embarrassment that they've abandoned the family aspect of the PGA Tour. Like this has become sort of like some drugs and sex operation. They're abandoning the family aspect of the PGA Tour. The family dynamic is an intricate part of the image of the PGA Tour, and they literally just abandoned it. There's been a lot of animosity going on with a lot of the players and the players' relations personnel trying to figure out what the right protocol is because they're so worried about the optics of it. You can't have wives walking around. It enrages a lot of players that a random person is allowed to be there, but a wife is wife was specifically not allowed to be there. Now, random person is like yeah. volunteers who have been tested and all this that they're trying to, you know, so the tournament can operate. Yeah. They're using tests on to get the tournament up and functioning and operable. And he's shouting about how they've abandoned the family aspect in the middle of a pandemic. And he's, you know, he makes a point like, well, we're sleeping next to our wives, we're eating dinner with our wives. Why can't the whole thing, PGA Tour, there was a, a spokesman had to talk to this cams loop. He goes, we were pleased to welcome back players, wives, and significant, significant others two weeks ago. But note that there remains a number of locales where we play, where our county or state health departments prohibit non-essential personnel from being on site. So it wasn't just like purely tour decision. This was, we had a blast with this. Roger Sloan, the tone deafness of Roger Sloan. Go, Roger like, you Sloan. know, you could make a comment like it bothers me, but to go and say they've abandoned the families of the PGA Tour was a little extreme given the circumstances and the challenges of just trying to have a PGA Tour. I think that Roger Sloan delivered the hottest take of 2020 <laughs> with this. Just use a little more tempered language, even if it's, <laughs> it's still staggering. It's just unbelievable that this was a, this was a take. Well, the good news for Roger is he would not be on tour after this event because I don't think he made the FedEx Cup. Well, so. he technically is because they did. Because, they... well, right. I'm, I'm saying he wouldn't play anymore, you know, uh, the, the preceding, the subsequent three weeks. Um, all right, that's it for uh, Wyndham. But also this week, we have the U.S. Amateur, Abandoned Dunes. The Strafacci's. Before the Strafacci's. Well, part of the Strafacci story. We, you've heard of the Overclub Challenge here. But this week, we had the Testing the Sand Challenge. Yes. Total debacle. Segunda Olivia Pinto, his local caddy, just gets down in the bunker, starts messing around on the 18th hole, starts playing in the sand. With He's TV preparing cameras it his, everywhere. Preparing to hit his fourth shot. Caddy gets down there, starts brushing around the sand. The cameras are right there. Caddy is adamant he didn't touch the sand, which I think was the bogus part. You can admit to a mistake or a brain fart, but then sort of like lying about it afterwards. Adamant, I didn't touch the sand. I did not touch the sand. Cameras clearly show him moving the sand. Strafacci's dad was right there. He's like, what's happening? What, like, what, what, They're on top of it. Call for rules official. Penalty was a loss of hole. Strafacci gets into the quarters off of that. The testing the sand challenge. Um, we learned that Tyler Strafacci's grandpa played golf. Won the pub lengths. We 1935, learned it. right? 
dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of times over all weekend. I think it was 85 years ago. You do the math, but that's 35. Um, the, ghost, the ghost of Frank Strafacci. I would just like to note, hey, that's a cool little nugget. That's a cool story. Not We're not downplaying the fact that that happened. It's cool. And they won the North and South and all that. But like the way that, you know, what we were making fun of was the fact that it became a part of every other sentence. Um, there's a big Davis zone at the U.S. Amateur to the point where we almost had a Davis Chatfield versus uh, Davis Lamb semifinal. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Aman Gupta. Oh, God. His pace of play was glacial. He was so slow. Even to the point where Kevin Kisner. Stravacci was slow. Stravacci was slow. Gupta Gupta made him look like like a speedboat. Yeah. Kisner tweeted, never thought I'd pull for a tech kid, Georgia tech kid. But after that stunt Gupta pulled, trying to stand, this was the other thing. After that stunt Gupta pulled, trying to stand just to the side of his line while he putted, I hope Stravacci dusts him. So this was when Gupta kept trying to like uh, their balls were on a similar line and Gupta was just going to stand behind thought he could stand behind Strafacci during the whole putt and Strafacci waves him and then he doesn't move far enough waves him again like get the hell out of here then there that were some amazing. shadow antics too that were going on where oh, you know they'd that. quick walks they'd quick walk tees where their shadows were in Strafacci's line of sight when he's teeing off really yeah so this is the Oklahoma State kid. He was not like with his coach, you know, with his coach on the bag. Yeah, Bratton. Uh, you know, he he hits. You know, he gets stuck in that bunker. I think it was eighteen yeah. and doesn't advance. Trafacci advances. Um, it took him finals, about an hour to get out of that bunker. Yeah, it was a, the pace of play was a constant topic of discussion. These two, you know, two man matches were taking hours and hours of time. Uh, Sun uh, the finals against Ali Osborne. He goes up like five through five up through twelve or something. Shafachi wins it. The televised portion, second 18, there's like crazy fog. I don't know if you remember, like Bones is advocating like, hey, like I can't see anything. And they like kind of had, they're talking to the USGA guy who's part of the broadcast. Like, when do you call it? Do they have to say they can't? Colt Nost was tweeting like they can't let them play. So the fog rolled in, abandoned for the second 18. Shafachi wins it. Great, great finals, right? I mean, it was very slow couple great shots uh sort of decided we don't need to do a whole usam recap but those were some of the nuggets do you have anything else you want to add from that really good showing really good tv late sunday night oh uh, it was just um, awesome seeing bandon and it obviously you know it it showcased what great architecture does it was there you saw players playing way different styles you know mm-hmm. playing laying back with irons hitting drivers it was not a singular just hit it here hit it here type of uh type of golf contest it was you saw just so much variety in the style and the way people played holes and that yep. was the cool thing uh yep. out there elsewhere this week stacy lewis won the scottish open renaissance her first win as a mom uh but it was super slow play she was with the i think azahara munoz and jennifer saw and people were going nuts she even complained about it saturday and then sunday she said to cope with the slow play of her, her playing partners she was sending Taylor Swift shake it off in her head the whole time. Shake it off just to kind of not get worked up. I get it was like they would take well over two minutes for every shot and it became a big, big deal. Uh, but there was also a hot air balloon sponsorship advertisement in between the fairways. And this got you going on 
all sorts of tangents about becoming a hot air balloon pilot as an occupation, how much it would cost to buy your own hot air balloon and store at Mer- maybe at your suburban Chicago home. I don't know. Um, you were big into hot air balloon discussion this week. That'd be um, fun. Hot air balloon around the country. Also, the senior players at Firestone, it was major championship week. Kirk Triplett put a BLM back Black Lives Matter sticker on his bag, which was really unexpected, but a welcome stand, certainly on the Champions Tour. Jerry Kelly wins. in the golf circles. Yes. Jerry Kelly wins the senior players with a double on 18, had a hole-in-one prior, but he wins. He was only one of four players to finish under par at a complete bloodbath at Firestone. Just yes. the seniors are not, you know, kicks their ass, Firestone. It's amazing that a golf course can can uh, defend itself when people aren't hitting at 350. Yeah. If this so is a perfect of example of, of a, a, a discussion on, on rollback that it just shows when, when the distances are dialed back and the longest players are hitting at 300, all of a sudden 7,400 yards is long, you yeah. know? That's the thing. It's like then all of a sudden guys are hitting long irons. Then when you hit it in the rough, you're screwed, you know? Right. Not not like, uh, you know, when you got sand wedge into every green and you hit it in the rough, it doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, And then last but not least for this Wyndham week, Taco Fall was seen hitting a golf ball. Uh, 7-6, Taco Fall. With Mo Bamba. Uh, Down in the the bubble in uh, Disney. I I contend that Taco, Mo Bamba, and Bull Bull it should be the next match with, you know, one other monster. <laughs> Maybe this new guy on the Thunder. Have you seen this guy on the Thunder? The the 18-year-old, the Papa Selly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He, yeah. he did. <laughs> Ryan Rosillo posted a clip last night that just killed me on Twitter. <laughs> he's like he's like 35 feet from the basket hollering for the ball. They go the other way. He gets the ball, catches it, just chucks it. And he started his career over 15 from three. Oh, God. I mean, this guy is like seven feet tall and 180 yeah. pounds. He is yeah. like, a, a he's this one of the skinniest human beings I've ever seen in my life. So that's the next match. Taco and them. All right. Uh, that's what I got for Wyndham Week. We're on to uh, the playoffs. Playoffs. The playoffs. Or whatever. What's it called? Northern Trust. But they went to Boston this time. You know, all the- I remember is that Dustin Johnson won at like thirty under, won by a lot. I thought he was going to break six, uh, break like shoot like fifty seven or something on f- Friday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, yeah, DJ wins by a lot. It, it's soft. It's scorable. It's long, and that's that's all I got. What do, what do you have for? Uh, do you remember who finished second? I want to say Harris English. Yes, you're correct. Okay. All right. So this is uh, just some notes here. This is from Brian Lavner. Okay. Johnson is 13 clear of fourth place, 15 ahead of eighth. Those that shared 18th place, a nice week normally, were 18 strokes behind. Unbelievable. Kevin Kisner, who grew up playing against DJ, that's the type of talent he is. I've been watching it for 25 years. I'm pretty accustomed to it. When he's on, I just step to the side and try and add <laughs> to my bank account. That's so good, DJ's, good perspective. I like that. Add to my bank account. D- 
DJ started the second round, as you alluded to. He was on like 55 watch. He started the round yeah. 11 under through 11. And then like a whole lot or two. And yeah, the narrative became that he choked because he shot 60. Everybody was talking about how he choked and shot well, six. It's like two weeks after the PGA where he doesn't convert a 54 hole lead. And people are like, you can't convert the sub 60 round either. Too. But yes, you're right. That did become like a thing. It's a disappointing. Was it 60 or 61? What do you shoot? 60. Okay. Scheffler right. shot 59 that day too. Oh, and I it's forgot just, about that. Like Scheffler, Scheffler wasn't even in the mix on Sunday. And shot fifty nine. Like it's just so how ridiculous DJ was. Yeah, and also so, how forgettable fifty nines are now because it's just happened. Yeah, I forgot that. Okay. DJ's numbers for the week. This is from Lavner. A Lavner tweet as well. Ryan Lavner, Golf Channel. Um, yep. Great follow. Uh, strokes gained off the tee. Second. Strokes gained approach, first. Strokes gained tee to green, first. Driving distance, second. Proximity to the hole, first. Pretty good. Good Going to win a lot. So just an insane week. He wins by 11. 11 shots. Which, the saddest thing about this whole, you know, what really what we were watching for all Sunday was he broke Brian Gay's 10 shot. <laughs> the last double digit winner on tour was the great Brian Gay, who did it at Harbortown. And he, uh, he, he breaks that streak of Brian Gay being the last double digit winner and also eclipses his 10 shot win with an 11 shot win. He made, I think he birdied the last hole for the 11 shot win, and we were all, we were all pissed off about that. Uh, um, I remember that. This was like the big drama down the stretch. Um, like that, like, is he going to be able to, is we wanted Brian Gay's, you know, last record to hold up. We were tweeting about this regularly. Um, leading into the week. So, well, TPC Boston, it's just a, a bloodbath. This is a golf course that just finished a, a giant renovation, a multi-year renovation to bring it, to make it relevant, like two years prior. Relevant Obviously it had, had yeah. the, the bunker gate with D, JT. Center. Yeah, bunker gate. Yeah. Line, a couple of years ago, yeah. Boston has been in like a, a drought. It was it, it was in literally this area of the country was in a drought leading into this event. It was a drought. I only remember this because Chief Data Officer John Zekowitz tweeted at me last night about this. A Boston local Harvard grad said, you know, Please make sure you talk about it. I doubted you because you just always like to say everywhere's in a drought and the tour's making it soft. But he came with like the precipitation numbers. <laughs> I mean, it hadn't rained in like a month. And the yeah. place was just like a pillow. 30 under pillow. Hasn't rained in a month. Well, this is a similar thing to Sawgrass. After Honda, after this Florida swing where it's just rock hard and then all of a sudden we get to Sawgrass. And they're plugging everywhere. There's mud balls. So this is what this is Boston. TPC and I'm, Boston. And I'm gonna tie this in. This is the start of the playoffs. This is this is your big primetime event. You know, you look at every other playoffs like in sports, it's like where everything gets harder. All of a sudden, you know, in the NBA, teams are game planning 
and, and it gets so hard to score because you're playing the same team over and over again. And, you know, it's not like, hey, we got four games in five nights. There are game plans devoted to stopping the, you know, set plays that you're running. And the NFL, it becomes like a grind out. People talk about this, like the weather gets worse and, and the, t- the competition is just so much higher. Baseball is insane in the playoffs. Hockey, same way. Here we go. We got perfect lead-in conditions for a crispy golf course, and we got it soft. And the t- tour is tweeting before the event. Uh-oh. They send out a tweet that says, Win- winning when it matters most. Oh. And it's a graphic of most wins in FedEx Cup playoff events. Well, let's ask the members. What does winning matter most? Is it the Masters? Is it the Open? Is it the US? No. No. Winning when it matters most. If you're going to use that language around here, it's the most FedEx Cup playoff wins. I forgot about that graphic. What we? I, I'm pretty sure we probably had some fun with that. Yes. Okay. So Rory has five. Tiger has four. DJ has four. Now, we'll get to this in the future. DJ has six. So Jack didn't win when it mattered most. Jack no. Nicholas is eight. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Continue. Erasing history, the uh, something that the tour does better than any other organization <laughs> in the world. Oh God! Okay. Um, this is All also right. rip live under par. This is when people start to notice live under par is not attached to the PGA Tour anymore. <laughs> the great marketing campaign dies. Attached with Siwoo, maybe. That's about it. Yes, wearing the gear. Yes, Siwoo is wearing the gear this week, too. That was that was another note. Um, uh, JT made some really interesting comments before the week about technology rollback, which was oh, I great think I remember given that. what happened two days, two days later, three days yeah. later. It makes me cringe, and it really bothers me when whoever says that, you know, the golf ball or everything needs to be rolled back because there's plenty of people that are still performing well that don't hit it as far. And he was just, it, he goes on to, he, he talks about Brendan just how, Todd or something. Yeah, yeah, Brendan, he lists off these players and, and he, he makes like it, no, he's just talking about how uber talented everybody is and how all these, you know, these records are falling because of how, how talented these players are. No mention of playing with like exceptionally superior equipment to past generations. No mention of it. All right. All right. All right. Um, Rory uh, sponsored by Titleist, but Rory's uninspired. This is makes his comments. Fans, right? Yeah. I can't, uh, what am I playing for? All that. This is his quote. Yeah. This is going to sound really bad, but I feel like the last few, uh, the last few weeks I've been just going through the motions. I want to get an intensity, some sort of a fire, but I just haven't been able to. And look, that's partly due to the atmosphere and partly due to do with how I'm playing. I'm not inspiring myself, and I'm not. I'm trying to get inspiration from outside sources to get something going. I could definitely see where Graham is coming from there. So, gotcha. I think that you know we saw this with other sports leagues, like you know Paul George talked out in the bubble about depression and how hard it was and obviously it wasn't a bubble atmosphere with uh but like we later found out rory was having a you yep. know his wife's pregnant so that Week could be later. a huge distraction 
too. That's in my BMW research. He goes, yeah, you know why my mind's been wandering now. We're about to have a baby. Okay. Um, I had a baby this week. I didn't have one. Kaylee had a baby. But we <laughs> you gave became birth a dad. To, yeah, this became week. a dad this week. Uh, which Congrats is cool. again. And, and I think like the big golf of this week was the uh, Women's Open Championship. And I, yes. you know, like I'll never forget this championship because it was some of my fondest memories of up at Holding five, four in the morning, daughter yeah. sleeping on my on my chest in the hospital room, and watching uh, watching the women's open. It, it was uh, it was a great week, and and this was uh, it was a really fun golf tournament to watch to boot. Um, so I have that same memory, not to go off topic, of like my first daughter I had. I was holding her in the hospital watching the Olympics, MB Park, win the Olymp, which like you know was a massive deal for women's yeah. golf. And I just remember that much more than the men's Olympics. But yeah, the the women's Olympics in sixteen. Yeah, I remember watching it in the hospital, holding my firstborn daughter. So I'll All say right. for any future uh, fathers or upcoming fathers, cherish those those moments when the baby's a newborn and and they'll just sleep on you your chest like you know without any yeah. need to like put them down because. I, I miss those moments more than anything from the first, you know, kind of month of, uh, <laughs> of, of child is like, that's the, there's nothing better ever than just laying and having that baby sleeping on your chest. Like I, I it's the coolest it's a little, little nugget, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And use the nursery though, too. Those first few days. All right. I, we didn't use <laughs> the nursery. <laughs> the hospital. That's, I remember listening. That was your advice. Bay could ask you for one piece of advice on the. Oh, yeah. you, thank you to Sean Martin and Bacon for filling in this week for me. Also, yep. um, those were funny yep. podcasts that I listened to. My wife's sleeping, the baby's sleeping, and I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> but anyways, U.S. Open, uh, wi- not U.S. Women's Open Women's. Championship week. Yep. Do you remember anything from this? Just Sophia Popoff. I remember it's a troon. She's like going driver off the deck. I remember that was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody, you know, she's hanging on by the barely hanging into the pro game and wins. Yeah. So just a couple things on pop off wins talks about how she almost quit playing last year. She was caddying, you know, so her quote, I almost quit playing last year. Thank God I didn't. She entered the week as a professional with just over a hundred thousand dollars in career earnings. She earned six hundred and seventy-five thousand uh, with this win. She was the highest-ranked, uh, or lowest. I I always get confused with that. High or low? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I feel like Whatever. there needs to be something, some sort of uh, consensus on this yeah. topic. But yeah. highest in numerical value, ranked. Yeah. Uh, player ever to win a, a women's major championship. It was in the 400s. Um, the RNA, this was, it was a great week for women's golf. It was unbelievable tournament. The RNA uh, were good. Uh, yeah. Right. The venue was great. RNA announced the future sites. So, you know, the year before they played at Woburn, <laughs> Sh- Shabuna was really excited to play Lynx golf and she got there as Parkland <laughs> golf. Like, you know, nothing against Wilbur, but it's just not. And I think we talked about this that week because, yeah, like, this yeah. is not where the w- women should be playing the Open Championship. They should be playing at the Great Lynx courses of, of uh, Great Britain and Ireland. And uh, so this is the upcoming lineup 2021, which will be this year in two days. Uh, Carnoustie, 
2022, Muirfield. 2023, Walton Heath. 2024, uh, St. Andrews. 2025, Royal Porthcall in uh, Wales. I forgot about Muirfield. That was a big thing. Yes. That's really cool. Okay. Huge news. Awesome. Awesome. Um, kind of moment for women's golf. And then uh, there's also the another black guy for Lexi Thompson. I was, we were talking about conditions and it popped into my head. This is where she had the, like the tuft of grass, right? She like waves it away with the back of her club or something like that. Yeah. yeah so her ball, obviously when you get into that, that off the fairway at, at open championships, you get really unpredictable eyes, patchy grass. She's got mm-hmm. a tuft of grass behind her ball. She's setting up to it. Looks like she's about to hit. Then all of a sudden she starts batting down the tuft of grass behind her ball, waving her around. And, you know, obviously this erupts the internet. She is not given a penalty, which, you know, many people talked about was a just a horrible, horrible precedent set by golf um, in the sense that she was very clearly improving her lie, yet is not called for a penalty. This is not the first time in a major championship that Lexi Thompson has had a run-in with the rules. Questionable. Sure. Um, you know, obviously the Mark gate a few years back and then yeah. this, uh, so, you know, uh, from the way I look at it, it was very clearly a violation of the rules, a very, you know, intentioned violation. And, uh, unfortunately there was no penalty given, yep. but pop off was the story. Yes. Yep. And uh, everything showed great. The exemption afterwards becomes the secondary story, but yes. That was a great, maybe the one of the, maybe the story of the year, you know, the one of the year, Sophia Popoff. All right. Anything uh, else from this week? Yeah. I got a couple odds and ends. Sorry. Okay. No, you're it's good. A long Keep one. it humming. Uh, I, Phil announces he's playing the Champions Tour. Uh, <laughs> Months I, after saying he never was going to play the Champions <laughs> Tour. Quick turnaround for Phil. Kind of bleeds into your next week because I'm not going to yeah. talk anymore. Okay. Brooks is done for the season. Um, Bryson gets mad at someone talking. This should have been mentioned earlier. A Boston guy for talking. He said, you mind talking a little quieter over there, please? I forgot about that. On PGA Tour Live. (laughs) Um, Uh, When Spartan joined the pod, you guys got into more BB gun content? He's just throwing out Bart Bryan, Brad Bryan facts. I remember that. God. Um. Ryan Moore's rest week officially blows up on him as he WDs seven holes into the playoffs, which he's skipped a major championship to rest up for. Oh, no. Not good. That's it. Not good. Uh, All right. Fantastic. We're on to BMW, Olympia Fields. Uh, Second leg of the playoffs. We begin the week with the graphic that we had a lot of fun with. The fight for three. <laughs> Rory and Tiger tugging on each side of the FedEx Cup trophy. Something we never heard of, never knew about. The fight for three. Tiger, of course, like, come on. Uh, no, has like no chance. <laughs> He's played like three times. <laughs> the fight for three graphic we had fun good, with. I noticed, good news is I'm sure it's going to come back next year. I noticed, yeah, <laughs> I noticed they shared similar artwork in the present day of, of Tiger and LeBron eating birthday cake together. It's just very, very odd, weird, weird artwork uh, that probably does well on social media, but makes no sense when you look at it closer. 
Uh, what else happened this week? The Olympic Fields you know Wall what of we Fame. Should do? Go ahead. What? We should do the fight for uh, the fight for seven with with Ricky and somebody else in the six. Carl Patterson. Carl Patterson. <laughs> Jason, we might have to have Jason work on that graphic. Work Tugging graphic on like cover. a tartan jacket or something. Each guy <laughs> pulling out a sleeve of a tartan, or you know, yeah, we could do that. Uh, all right. Olympia Fields has the Wall of Fame. I don't know if it debuts this week, but a lot of people are making fun of the the sculpture faces. Bryson looks like <laughs> does not look like Furyk. Kyle Porter said Furyk looked like Ty Cobb. Uh, so that was a thing this week. People are having fun with the artist who did that. Uh, Webb, who is number three in the FedEx Cup standings, the playoffs takes a pass. I'm out. I'm not even going to play. Doesn't have to worry too much about the. I need to rest. Number, th- leads- number three seed in the NFL playoffs decides they, they aren't showing up to the semifinal round, yet still advances to the Super Bowl. This uh, also, of course, uh, pre-tournament stuff is Trigger the Dog. Olympia Field's beloved dog, present-day dog, was not there, absolutely not there, when Bryson DeChambeau won the 2015 U.S. Amateur, even though PGA Tour Communications... B. Deschambeau and Olympia who Fields. Who loves charity. What? They love charity, though. Yeah. Tour comms, using this to tug at our heartstrings, get a little storyline, dog content. It says, Trigger, the PGA Tour Communications, Trigger reunited on Monday with Deschambeau. The two first met when he won the U.S. Amateur in 2005. We get a tip from uh, somebody there. says, you know, this Trigger was not there. He was not even born. Will Knights outs it. You know, uh, as this was absolutely not the case because there's Olympia Fields grounds crew in 2017 welcoming Trigger, the puppy then. (laughs) In 2017, two years after the U.S. Amateur welcoming Trigger to Olympia Fields. You know, not the most serious, you know, offense, but we have an absolute field day with this fake dog controversy. I mean, the entire internet had a field day. This got picked up by everybody. People start coming at us about, hey, this is a simple mix-up. This is Divot, Trigger's da- dad that was there in 2005-15. Then you get sources in your Chicagoland area. You know, Divot never stepped paw on the grounds of OFCC. <laughs> this is just a pure scam content. The fake dog. It's just a, a blast. It was not there in 2015. We can confirm, when, you, but the PGA Tour comms did, neglected that fact. We caught him in it. And we had a fun. Everybody I wonder fun if a it. shirt that said triggered with the picture of a dog, <laughs> the golden retriever would sell. Oh, this is good. This is fun. Uh, elsewhere, pre-tournament, we have the we have the Chick Evans challenge. So we keep doing these charity challenges, these Wednesday games, right? This one with the thick boy, Bryson and Kevin Na against uh, Colin Morikawa and Max Homa, which I t- timed... Uh, as uh, the tortoises and the bears versus yeah. the Cal bears, the, the slow players. Uh, but it's cool. Seven clubs. Um, Homa, you... Homa was dishing on Bryson. They cut right when he asked. I, I, I texted Max to ask this question to, to Bryson about deep dish. And, uh, and he did. And I was so mad because... The telecast, they they cut out. They went to some ad right when he asked the question. We didn't even get to hear Bryson's response. You were so mad. 
Like they didn't. Uh, Homa clearly was kind of playing, you know, playing stupid with Bryce, just kind of throwing him some red meat, trying to get you know reactions. Sort of amused that Bryson talking about science throughout it. Um, they, I think not nah and DeChambeau. I think boat raced Morikawa and Homa, but I don't remember. It's seven he drove it, it over cool. the fourteenth hole, the pond, yeah. the creek. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was just going nuts, right? Go, going ripping away. Some real thick boy bombs in this event. But there were complaints about purple greens. Yes. Because they're all mic'd up. They're already complaining about the greens being purple. I think that was Kevin Na who's want to complain about conditions and, and everything else. Uh, the deep dish debate. So that was that was a fun, cool Wednesday charity match. Seven club challenge. Um, all right, let's get in. We're talking about the, the, the purple greens or whatever. Conditioning. We're coming off Boston where it's... Pillow soft, 30 under wins. Uh, par was relevant again this week, but not necessarily because of distance. It was talk about thuds of the green. Rain was in the forecast. We thought we were going to get popped with rain, uh, but it misses, you know, at least the heavy stuff misses. So it stays pretty firm and fast. You're hearing thuds. Everybody basically, like, to the point where it's like Shrafachi grandpa territory, U.S. Open. This is U.S. Open. U.S. Open conditions. U.S. Open test. U.S. Open uh, play. Um Bryson says it's one and a half times as hard as when he played the USAM, which is an interesting calculation. Not not two times as hard, just one and a half times as hard. Um, Bones says Olympia Fields is playing tougher than most majors he's been to in the last 10 to 15 years. Three players are under par after round one. Hideki, I believe, was the leader. Um, there was a Golf Channel video, Trip Eisenhower, which uh. he had fun with, claims that length is what was holding OFCC up. And you noted that Ram had just hit a driver gap wedge into, I don't know, some long hole. It was the 18th, hole, the, hole, okay. 18th hole. And it was, okay. it was uh, he said something, what makes this so hard? Length. <laughs> Ram had just hit driver gap wedge uh, on the same hole they were highlighting. Um, so that's it. I mean, it's very tough. We'll get into a little bit more of that toughness. Tiger, Tiger's putting is truly horrid horrid like leaving six foot putts like 10 inches short really bad he misses he bombs out um there was a smartin had this u.s open harbinger uh the the two co-leaders have combined to hit less than half their fairways rory hit 15 of 18 cantlay hit 12 so i think this was the 36 hole mark even in a u.s open setup it's better to be long than straight so not hitting a lot of fairways, U.S. Open type setup, and we would kind of see that at Wingfoot, right? That would become the big mm-hmm. talking point. It's better to just bomb it down there than necessarily when it's when nobody's hitting fairways, right? It's fine to just bomb it, right? There's no no. Well, and if advantage. the fairways aren't wide enough for somebody to actually reasonably hit a lot of them, then right, it's it's the fairway becomes a moot point because like if you have a great driving day and you hit eight fairways. Like, what's the difference between hitting eight fairways and four fairways if the guy that hits four fairways is 50 yards ahead of you? Rory makes the distinction very clear on setups. This felt like Saturday at the U.S. Open rather than Thursday at a PGA Tour event. I mean, they're just calling it what it is, you know? It's it's, it's saying the quiet part out loud. Olympia Um, Fields is a, uh, you know, day in, day out, Kind of a pillow factory over there. And, okay. and, and uh, this was an example of the PGA Tour flexing their, their setup arm because, you know, it's speaking to 
some friends around the Chicago area. I hear that the uh, the head of grounds at the Olympia Fields was extremely nervous. It was pushed well beyond his comfort zone. Okay. And he, he was terrified. Of, Thought they might of, lose it? Well, he just has never seen his golf course play like a, a playing okay. surface. It's 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 more of a, a lush greenery week in, yep. week out. And th- right. this week it was it was a playing surface, a playing field. Uh, it, that's a rare thing. I, I got to give the PGA Tour props. They they nailed this setup. This setup was amazing. Yeah. Uh, one other pre-tournament thing I forgot to mention. John Wood fires Matt Kuchar. <laughs> Sibby is on the bag this week. Sibby Kuchar, Matt's wife. Uh, we learned now, I think late 2020, that Wood is now going to be a Golf Channel host. But a lot of people had fun, of course, made their jokes about that. Um. What else? Brendan Todd makes another appearance. He's just poofing it. U.S. Open setup, poofing it, gets up to the top of the leaderboard at one point. We're getting very exhausted by the I do it for the glory ad, FedEx Cup ad. Uh, I do it for the glory, nonstop FedEx Cup ads every break while we're watching the FedEx Cup, you know, keeping that that, that song is in our heads. Um, what else happened? Mac Hughes, grinding. He gets the last spot for Atlanta, gets up and down to save. Uh, a par gets to Atlanta, knocks Streelman and Adam Lawn out of that. Streelman had some crazy Sunday Streels type thing. Like he went like 86, something like that. I, I think that was this event. I could be wrong. Um, let's get to Sunday. Well, Saturday, Rom forgets to mark his ball. I think on like oh, the I fourth or sixth that. hole. Just, just picks his ball up before he puts his poker chip down, gets a one-shot penalty where, you know, we find out later, it's kind of the difference between getting to a panel, getting to a playoff or not. Uh, but you were very adamant about this. This is like, it goes both ways. He gets a break. His ball went into the penalty area on 15 on six on Sunday, I believe, and bounced back into play. And you're like, well, it all evens out. You know, the brain fart, this is golf. It all evens out. Um, Strillman went 80, 66. That's what I got. So that's the Strillman way. Uh, Neiman absolutely charges to get into the top 30. Uh, so it becomes down to Rom and DJ. Rom, this was when Azinger said Rom really had to work on his temperament. You know, and this is why he's so good now. Neglecting yeah. the fact that uh, he's been like the best in the world, like at every step of his career, you know, with the temperament he has. And also like the week before he had a blow up. <laughs> I mean, temperament is what it is. Rob, Rob wasn't bad before working on his temperament. But Azinger had this, and it was talking about the trees, which got you really worked up. So uh, Rob's tree. temperament got work, me worked up, and the trees got you worked up. What was his comments? Just like he loved that there were trees at Olympia Field. Yeah, this is what's challenging. It's like that had nothing to do. It was all they the weren't conditioning. In play. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the thing about Olympia Fields. They have way too many trees in terms of, like, what the trees do there is they block your your sight lines across the golf course and they hamper some you know agronomics on and around the greens but like for the most part those trees are not in play out there they're like outside the corridors you know yes yes um leishman was in danger of posting the worst 72 hole score in history didn't come close to the end but he was 30 over but bowditch holds it at 37 over Doral. Uh, he was 30 over, a t- very tough week, tough conditions, 30 over. He goes MC, DFL, but he still gets to Atlanta, has a chance for the $15 million. You were very angry about this. I was angry. It's like another sort of hole in the playoff system. The guy's been 
horrendous the first two legs, but still is at Atlanta. Um, which many could say that's, that's the NFC East. That's what's happening in the NFC East right now. He uh, could say, yeah, that. you could say that about the Bears too. You know, get into that. Uh, so it comes down to the end of the season. <laughs> comes down to Rob and DJ. You know, we all remember DJ hit like a 50 footer from the back of the green to force the playoff. Goes to a playoff while Rom's on the range. Rom drains it from 66 feet to win it. You know, these are the highlights we remember. Just incredible. Maybe the best finish. Maybe the best tournament of the year, right, on the PGA Tour. Given the conditions, given the challenge, given the names at the top, and given the the finish. I think it might be. It's up there. Like, I think it would even compete with, like, the PGA's finish. Yep. Yep. Really cool, cool finish. Uh, In the playoff, DJ walked to the wrong, wrong ball. Walked to Rom's ball, thought he was in the rough. He goes, oh, I'm in the fairway. That's nice, which is kind of like DJ in a nutshell. Um, what else we got here? I think that's it for the resolution. But I should note, this week was uh, when Jacob Blake was shot in Kenosha. Uh, so the NBA stops, like boycotts. Uh, I think MLS stopped. A lot of other sports. Tour goes on. Tiger talks about how he talked with Fincham and they talked about it and like thought it was best to go forward. Um, but Cameron Champ, he's one of three African American golfers, wrote, wrote Jacob Blake BLM on his on his shoes and wore one black, one white shoe. Said, "quote It's just spreading awareness and sticking by what I believe in. What I believe needs to be changed." This was also the week we learned Charles Hall III would start donating to the Advocates Pro Golf Association tour, mini tour for uh, minorities, minority players, um, and. So that, that was like a big storyline during the week. Certainly in the sports world, kind of did not touch golf, as you would expect. The tour released some statement that didn't really say anything, just acknowledging that it was happening, didn't say what they were going to do about it or that they would do anything about it, just that they're you know continuing to look into the situation. Um, elsewhere, on less serious matters, Phil shoots 61 in his first Champions Tour round, immediately plugs Coffee for Wellness as the reason he shot 61. Always the salesman. Then wins midweek at the uh, Johnny Morris Carnival in the Ozarks. Um, they're taking carts everywhere. He holds off Tim Petrovic. I've, I've had his numbers. He went like 61, 64, I don't know, 65, something like that. Wins going away in his Champions Tour debut. Um, Rasmus Hogard wins on the Euro Tour. Like 19-year-old, we're just not paying attention with. Just awesome on the Manor Swain or the coffee pot. Austin Ernst wins on the LPGA, which had the nice little the puddle jumper from Troon to Northwest Arkansas, yeah. which we had fun with. Uh, the pop-off exemption becomes a big thing, right? Mike Wan oh, has yeah. to issue a statement. Like, she just won a major. She only gets a one-year exemption. She's not going to be in the ANA because that was technically came on the schedule before there was a pandemic, you know, before her win and whatever. That, that became a big drama. People applaud Wan's statement, though, is it providing a little bit of clarity. And that's it. I mean, that that this was an awesome, awesome week on the PGA Tour. Olympia Fields. So much of it was around the conditioning and the, the, the sort of the ass kicking the players took on. Uh, that's all I got. That's my last event for 2020. Last research project. On to the Tour Championship, the Net Championship, our favorite <laughs> club championship. Um, what do you Atlanta. remember? Uh, DJ won. Not on the strokes board, not not by strokes from start to finish. I think that was Xander, one by two. Uh, there was that. I'll let you do it, just because I saw it in the course of research. The graphic, the art artwork. 
of all 30 that made it that became a big fun thing i think it was golf tv released it um what else happened i i don't know rory had this I kid mean, and then do raced you want to talk back about the graphic real quick yeah let's do it let's do it the graphics just incredible i tweeted it this morning maybe we'll put okay. it up on instagram okay they did they had caricatures it was i mean I applaud Golf TV, put it up. It's a cool little graphic, but it's just hilarious. And it's just fun to look at, uh, you know, the caricatures of of these players' faces. Um, and, they're, you know, like Bryson with his, like, frown. <laughs> Sungjae <Sun-Jay's> waving. waving. <laughs> Webb has some, like, thick DJ beard type thing, which he now has, but I don't know that he had at the time. Look, artwork's really hard. Illustrations yeah. are impossible, and the internet's a mean place, and they had a lot of fun with them. But. It's just incredible. It, it's just, it, you can't look at it and not smile. It, yeah. You know, I want more of this stuff. <laughs> um, so, standings going in are DJ, Rom, JT, Webb, who skipped the second event. He's, he's now in <laughs> fourth. He dropped one spot. Yeah. Skipping a round of the playoffs, he drops one spot. Morikawa is fifth. Um, the PGA Tour releases its 50 event schedule for 2020-2021. The super season. Which is just insane. We're in the middle of it now. Uh, Monahan takes a victory lap. He attributes golf's uh, overall golf success to the PGA Tour. Says, given what? that golf lends itself naturally to social distancing, recreational play has seen a surge in recent months. As one of the few professional sports competing earlier this summer, I'm certain our tournaments and our players played a role in inspiring participation during the last few months. And we look forward to building on all the momentum as we head into the end of the year and into 2021. Wow. This gets to your point on a whatever, I guess, part two, when we talked about the pandemic and how you said like golf, you know, pro golf should, has an undue influence on how we frame and look at the game. But this was golf, seem in big Jay's mind. You golf know, was, was posting golf. record numbers yeah. before the PGA Tour ever teed off. Before the return to golf, all caps. The golf recreational golf was booming the pga tour citing that they had a part in it it's just utterly ridiculous he's got to say that he's the commissioner but yeah yeah does he have to he doesn't have to he doesn't have to say anything <laughs> along those lines thought you might fact check me on that okay uh usga moving to pinehurst breaks oh all right That's operation cool. woodpecker what is that what it's called or what somebody else pejoratively or amusingly called it? I think that's it? what it was called. Okay. Operation Woodpecker. Is it, it's like a second HQ2 or something, right? It's not officially yeah. HQ or it's I, like what, ball right, te- equipment testing. Yeah. Art museum. Yeah. They're going to um, have, you know, majors at Pinehurst into 2075 or something like that. All yeah. Right. So then everybody's talking about other anchor sites. Um, yeah. We wonder yeah. if the PR curse is broken. If Finau or Hovland wins the oh, shadow leaderboard. This is an interesting dilemma we found ourselves in. Okay. Um, <laughs> DJ pre-tournament, somebody asked him about shooting 80. And DJ said that he didn't remember shooting 80. At Memorial? Yeah. 
Uh, um, good. All right. I, these are all out of sorts. That doesn't matter. It's uh, grab bag. End of the year. <laughs> DJ was also was also credited with an official PGA Tour win at East Lake, the twenty third of his career. But oh, Xander yeah. beats him two sixty five. Scheffler beats him, um, and uh, JT tied with him. So this is just completely ignored on the telecast. That they the do win not... Is not a win necessarily by strokes. Golf Channel is talking about how how great of a job DJ did to hold on to his lead, you know, without mentioning that he started the tournament with the lead. You know, <laughs> like there's, there's all these, like, just, they, they act like the, it's like amnesia comes across and, and there's the, the tournament starts and it's just like, they don't acknowledge that it starts with this scoring system. Well, I mean, and this goes back to part one with Tommy Ganey. We're not acknowledging him winning the Eczema Classic or whatever. Well, he's overcoming tumult and no, not the fact that we don't acknowledge it. He got popped for solicitation. So, all right, go ahead. Sorry Big drama. You call this the greatest gaslighting. Oh, no. What was this? Of all time. The telecast doesn't mention prize money at all. Oh. On Sunday. Gaslight. Maybe a little hyperbole there. I didn't know what I where you were going with that. Okay. Brendan proclaims the final round one of the great gas golf gaslighting of our time. Golf as, gaslighting. As, okay. as stats about fifty-four hole leads and win totals were thrown at the audience against a backdrop of complete silence on the potential money changing hands on every shot. So I mean, this is the compelling uh, that's a good narrative yeah. of the FedEx Cup is that I forgot. There's an insane amount of money involved in the final round. And the telecast, which clearly was under strict orders from the PGA Tour, does right. not make mention of like, hey, JT has this putt for $3 million. Right. And every hey. year, to be clear, every year, this is how the Tour Championship is framed. Every pre-pandemic, non-pandemic year, it's about the money, all the cash. This one's for this much money. This one's now PGA Tour has laid off 50 people a week before. Now everybody's in balance through the pandemic economically. And yeah, it's it's now we're not allowed to talk about the money. I forgot about this. This is from the uh, Will Knights in the Friday newsletter. Or perhaps the pandemic has made money a touchy subject in Ponte Vedra. Charities supported by the PGA Tour have taken a hit this year. And the tour itself has made job cuts. Tournament purses, however, have remained the same. And next year's purse at the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship has actually gone up by a million dollars. So it's possible that the tour had some unspoken motives for asking, maybe ordering, NBC to downplay, downplay DJ's paycheck. Whether you interpret such a move as sensitive or disingenuous is up to you. All right. An organization that strictly is it, the only motive is satisfying the players and the players only. It comes at the, you know, casualty of viewers and the in the product, as we saw this week. It comes at the casualty of their own employees and it comes at the casualty of the charities they love to prop up year in, year if, out. If part two was a little 
laudatory of the PGA Tour for getting golf back up and running and safely for sport. Now that we know relative to other sports, part four here. Is I will. Say, I will out. say this is also a moment where we have to applaud the PGA Tour because they've made it here with minimal. Yeah, and yeah. and it. This is the the flip side of this is that they did an exemplary job of getting this back and going. And after the travelers, it looked really bleak if it was going to be able to keep going. And sure enough, they cracked down and did a really great job the last, uh, you know, 10 weeks of the year. The golf was great, too. Good winners, good compelling golf. Mm -hmm. It was was a good finish. But especially now in light of seeing college shit show and college football and, you know, whatever. All right, go ahead. Um, there's a graphic, another great graphic, four straight 54 hole leads graphic being trotted out, um, comparing DJ to Tiger. The only problem was that DJ wouldn't have been holding a 54 lead oh if it God. wasn't for his handicap. So now you're, you're getting into like, you're, you're claiming historical <laughs> yeah, precedent. Yeah. Like yeah. you're, you're saying, Hey. You know, DJ has matched Tiger. The only problem is he didn't do it. You know, <laughs> like T- Tiger did this in, in four straight scratch competitions. Yeah. And you are <laughs> saying that DJ, well, he had played great golf. He did it three times in a row <laughs> with in a scratch competition. This, he wouldn't have done it for a fourth yeah. time in a row. <laughs> Another point of gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, there was just epic ca- catnip when Rory topped, like, you know, the thick, the rough, oh, the Bermuda rough on the yeah. 18th hole. He basically yeah. just tops the ball right into the water. He's right yeah. in front of the water. The ball's airborne for about 20 yards. And, and this is like a catnip grab of the century predating. I can relate. Yeah. yeah. This was, this was a one. great catnip moment predating Charlie Woods. Charlie Woods. Yeah. They're I'm just sitting like on us, all sorts of tweets. Yeah, I am sitting on some great catnip that I just am not going to put out there because I I don't want the catnip wars to begin. What does that mean? I got. I'm just sitting on some catnip. Oh, okay. We'll see if it ever makes light. But drop it in 2021 or no? Maybe not. I don't okay. think I'm ever going to ca- drop the catnip. You, you, just something you think that would be aggregated. Oh, aggregator okay. stream. Okay. All right. All right. Um. You're doing your Savaricus thing right now, teasing everybody out. Never gonna, okay, all right. Sanjay, uh, Eric Patterson pulled this from some transcripts. This is great. Sanjay is asked about what he would do with $15 million. He oh, says, God. I would buy a house in the U.S. and save so that I can live a comfortable life in the future. Oh. Not the sexy answer they're probably looking for there. Makes me love Sungjae even more. I Late, know. You know, later he buys a house in Atlanta where he's asked yeah. this question. They were looking for some sort of, you know, buy 10 Ferraris and, you know, a bunch of Yeezys and stuff like that. Okay. I love Fo- Sungjae. Follow-up question. Would you play less or keep playing more? His response, keep playing more. <laughs> <laughs> Sanjay, a favorite. Only bolstering his status here. All right. A couple other things around golf. Uh, Valderrama was absolutely nuts. It was crispy. I don't remember this. Okay. 
Um, players at T10 were eight over par. John, John, John Gatlin won at two over par. And Martin Martin Kiver outlasted, uh, or uh, Martin Kiver finished plus three to win. Um, one of the gaffes of, of golf telecasts in the U.S. We missed Ky- oh. Kiver's in the bunker. And we missed his bunker shot on 18 because of commercials. They don't come out of the telecast. The Sky Sports uh, people saw it. or whatever, yeah. But the but the Golf Channel's busy showed commercials. We miss coming out of the break, uh, Kyber's bunker shot on the 72nd hole. He needs to get up and down for, for, a, for a par. And we they just pick it up, and he's across the green. We have no clue. He skulls his shot. We have no clue what happens. Why he's over there. All of a sudden, he's hitting four. From off the green. <laughs> this is what the year review was made for. This kind of stuff. Recalling this. Odds and odds. That's so good. I do not remember that. Um, but uh, jog my memory. We got the tip about the ANA backboard and brought it up on uh, Sunday's show. That we were that this for a, week? For a big blue. It was week? next week. So we, okay. got, we got the tip that the big blue backboard was up. And then it was going to play a integral part in the next week's uh, champion, sure major championship. Yep. Sure enough, it was a a Just massive, a yeah. Yep. That was um, other other just odd events that happened this week from this greater sports world. Novak Djokovic hits the ball into the line judge's oh, got, neck. Got which, suspended or ejected, yeah. right? Which caused a you know a a number of comparisons to golf and and the treatment of uh, oh of a certain cameraman. Yeah, that's right. What props of just DQ in golf versus a DQ in tennis? Mm-hmm. That was harsh, especially for a big name like Novak. Yeah, that's it. Good. Okay. Hey. DJ wins your tour championship, but you're not the shadow leaderboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Xander won the shadow leaderboard for the of second course. time in four years. Not the gross yeah. championship. All right. That gets us through the 2020 season. It was a remarkable, odd, different season. There were, of course, a couple majors after us. We have, uh, what are we giving you? About eight hours here. Maybe a little less, given that some of it was Browns, Bears talk, stuff like that. Uh, we appreciate your continued support of this hey, podcast. Go speaking ahead. Speaking of. I was thinking yeah. about this when I was out shoveling last night. What's that? I was listening to the Ringer NFL show with Kevin Clark. They were talking uh-huh. about the Browns. Oh, and well, I was thinking, yeah. well, I was just thinking about how uh, both our teams go into the last Sunday of the year needing to beat arch rivals yeah. who have owned them over the last <laughs> decade, true. two decades. It's not great. Just, yeah. it's really, really tough Sunday coming coming up. I'm yeah. super nervous. We might have think... it a little easier. We're facing Mason Rudolph and not Aaron Rodgers with something to play for. So we'll see. Um, all Mason right. Rudolph's playing? Yeah, they're sitting big bad. Wow. So. What a break. Yeah. We needed one after that Jets game. Miles Garrett uh, returns. I'm still Could be bracing. Some bad blood. I know. I'm still bracing for the worst because I'm a Browns fan. I'm psychologically damaged. That's what uh, I right. was thinking about last night was the the Mason Rudolph thing and how the Steelers probably have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder about the Browns. 
Eh, I guess. I guess. All right. I think that's it. Just again, thank you all for your patronage, support, the messages, whether they're jokes, whether they're th- gratitude, whether they're critical, whatever it is, really appreciate it. More than anything, is, is just like, you know, you guys kind of making this community around it. And 2020 was a, a weird, hard year for many. And uh, we were, you know, happy to get through it. Happy to continue doing this podcast. 2021, onward and upward, right? I mean, no plans to change anything. Maybe we'll do this a little earlier in the holidays next year, though. I think we I might don't... do that. We might try and uh, try and... Maybe by then we'll be able to get together and knock it out yeah. in a week. You know? Yeah, it's been a long time. All right, we'll see you in 2021. Maybe Monday, maybe Wednesday, a couple of a week. We'll see. We may sneak something in on Monday. But thank you all again. Really appreciate your support. Happy and, New uh, Year. We'll, happy New Year. We'll, we'll see you next 2021. <laughs> your fist pumping in the air. See you next year, guys.